Warrior Woman, welcome back to the Warrior School podcast. This is episode 231. 231. Uh, it's Wednesday, it's podcast day, it's also the middle of October, and there are three weeks left until I fly home to Australia. I'm on the countdown. I am on the countdown. Uh, It's my favorite time of year to go home. I try and go home every November and I'm getting excited. Uh, I also had a great morning. It is pissing rain here and it's very gray and a little drab, drab, drab. I think that's a word. But we got up really early and took Hank for a very short and sweet walk in the pouring rain. And then we went and trained really early for us, actually. I think we're in the gym at like seven or or just after seven. My sweet spot for training is like, I don't mind a 7.30, but eight, like eight, 8.30 is really delicious for me. I really enjoy any time from eight till 10 a.m., And I've always kind of trained at that time. Well, for the last, I guess, 13, 14 years, I've kind of trained mid-morning. And then I also used to train in the evening time. Uh, I had my coach, uh, our session was on Wednesday afternoons at 4 p.m. for like five years. And then Barbell Club, So Lions of Iron, which was my coach's uh, weightlifting group, we used to train twice a week uh, at 7.15, We used to start, so I actually used to train at night from like 7.30 until 9 p.m., which I feel like I couldn't do now. Uh, So we went to the gym nice and early and I actually did sprints this morning I am taking a rest from upper body work I have this like chronic shoulder thing going on it's uh, like a tendinopathy of the bicep tendon that has been uh, I've had trouble with it before it kind of comes in waves but it's been hanging around she's been hanging around uh like a gnat at a barbecue bugging the F out of ya. Have you seen Bad Boys? <laughs> I'm a huge fan of 90s movies. I know uh, a lot of 90s movies, a lot of lines out of 90s movies because my dad is a really big movie buff and he, well, we used to watch a lot of movies together uh, and those movies were 90s movies or early 2000 movies. So <laughs> I know a lot of lines. Anyway, that line is out of Bad Boys. Um, But basically, it's been bugging the F out of me. Hasn't stopped me from doing anything, uh, but it's lingering. And I went and saw Brad, who is my acupuncturist. Uh, When did I see him? Last week? Last Thursday. Just for a nice tune-up treatment. Uh, I hadn't seen him in four months, which is also really cool because my hip has been really good since I got back from Australia. Yeah! 
Uh, And I am actually going to do a podcast episode coming up, coming up in the lineup uh, on injury and pain and discomfort and how to move through it and work through it. But yeah, this shoulder thing, it's uh, started at the bicep tendon and that's still pretty wacky and yucky. Then it's uh, referred into supraspinatus, which is kind of next to it. And so a lot of the upper body stuff that I do in my training is really complex. Like the shoulders crave complexity. The shoulders and the upper body actually love gymnastic strength training and body weight strength training. So think of your push-ups and your pull-ups. I was actually on a call yesterday with a warrior who she's been training for a really long time and she came to work with me to really explore uh, that kind of world of training which is the body weight strength world and the skill-based world so we were just talking about her new program and how you know in her in her training because she's trained for so long that she craves this novelty and this ambition and we were just talking about how what this program is going to look like to kind of stroke her the right way uh, to get her excited and turned on. And that's what I love about uh, gymnastic strength training and bodyweight strength training. And often you'll see me mostly do stuff on the bar or the rings or, you know, like different types of uh, push-ups and pushing work with my own body is because our shoulders actually crave that complexity. They respond really well. The shoulder joint is really complex. And so when we can overload it by doing a lot of gymnastic strength training, it loves it. Uh, (laughs) But a byproduct of that can be that it can make our tendons a little cranky. And because I push so hard in that stuff, I just made my bicep tendon a little cranky and I kept going because it doesn't stop me from doing anything. Like I can still do pull-ups and all of these different types of pressing movements, but I just feel it. It's just there like that gnat at a barbecue, just bugging, bugging ya. Uh, And so we decided, Brad and I, for me to take a couple of weeks of rest off the the good old shoulder so I ain't doing any upper body work which you know I I really miss it like I love upper body stuff I love training my uh my my shoulders and my arms and doing all of these really cool upper body movements but I'm taking a rest which means that my legs get the love Legs get the love. My legs and my heart are actually getting the love. So I'm training my legs twice as much as I would. Uh, (laughs) Normally during the week, I'm doing about three or four leg sessions and way more core work. And I'm actually doing way more aerobic work. So this morning I did sprints, just sub-maximal, one minute on, one minute off for six rounds. Then I finished it out with uh, three three or four 30-second uh, sprints with a minute and a half, two minutes rest in between. And it felt good. It felt so good. I'm going to be sore. My calf muscle is going to be sore on my right side. So it's my right calf muscle uh, that gets sore from running or sprinting. But I did sprints and it was such a cool way to start 
my day. I also had five hours of deep restorative sleep. Five, five delicious hours of deep sleep. So I've got energy, which is great because I'm going to bring the energy for you uh, in this podcast episode. Okay, today we're going to talk about specificity and flexibility. I had a few interesting conversations last week. Interesting in a good way. I always have amazing conversations with women and with the warriors. And they all had a similar theme. And this was having a desire to be at a certain place in their health and their training, trying to get there by, you know, being in warrior school or focusing on their food or their sleep or their training, you know, focusing on the elements of building that strong foundation, but all were feeling frustrated that they weren't there at that place, uh, at kind of the, the end or the goal of, you know, that they have in their health and their training. And these conversations made me think of a podcast that I listened to a few days ago. And the podcast was by Brooke Castillo, who is the creator of the Life Coach School podcast, which I've spoken about before. I love Brooke. I love her. She's badass and has created such an epic business and does really cool work. And her podcast is amazing. She did this podcast on over-desire and over-trying. And so these conversations I was having with my warriors about, you know, them expressing what they want and uh, then they're, you know, they're, they're trying to get there, but then they're feeling frustrated that they aren't there yet. Let's put yet in uh, brackets. So for those listening, maybe you've been trying to lose weight for a long time, or maybe you've been trying to change your body composition, get rid of, you know, abdominal fat, or maybe you've been trying to get more energy or a regular cycle or to sleep through the night. And you've wanted that thing so bad that you've been trying so hard for a long time to get there. And you've been trying loads of stuff for years, maybe even decades. So I've talked before about the importance of believing you are the woman who is capable of achieving what she wants, believing that you can get that thing that you want. But, and I quote Brooke here, we can want our goal too much and not believe in it enough. And that's what creates over-desire and over-trying. Oh, I feel like I got to read that bit again. And then I'm going to read you another little quote from her, which I've just ripped straight out of the podcast episode. Okay. So that's where you'll find the OG content. Uh, You'll hear it from her mouth if you listen to the podcast episode. We can want our goal too much and not believe in it enough. And that's what creates over-desire and over-trying. She says that over-trying comes from over-desire. 
And when we have an over desire for our goal, we can burn ourselves out. We can try too hard and we can get too tense. Uh, We get too fixated and stuck on it. When we get this over desire, we start to believe that we have to get these results as fast as possible. Over trying is a huge attempt to get a quick result that rarely works long term. So listening to her talk about this and then thinking about the conversations that I had last week, I was thinking about how I also see over desire and over trying as this constant over analysis or overdoing or overcorrecting or overthinking or overchanging behavior. Instead of staying the course, we try to change it. Uh, But then I was thinking, can we have over desire and under trying? Can we desire but not try hard enough? And I think that we can. And I think that's, I have seen that. We, we over desire and we over try. Uh, we over desire, we over try. We over desire, we over try. Uh, AKA, we take the short way home. We get seduced, we take the short way. Seduced, short way. Seduced, short way. And this over-desire, over-try, this wanting the goal so bad that you just keep try, 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 leads to this burnout and it leads to lack of results and it leads to frustration and overwhelm and all of these things result in us giving up. And then we under-try because we've lost the belief that it's actually possible to get more energy and change our bodies because we've tried things for so long. We've tried so many ways and programs and diets. uh, And what's happening is that we've gone through this over-desire, over-try circle, loop. And it kind of made me think of the pendulum. You know, we swing over desire, over try. Sound familiar? The pendulum. (laughs) All or nothing. All or nothing. And I think it's a really cool conversation to have. And you know me, I like, I think when we can have words or ideas or concepts that can help us understand our behavior and ourselves and our mind that that can be really helpful. So I would highly recommend listening to her podcast on over-desire and over-trying. I will whack it in the show notes for you. So then I was thinking the work is in finding the balance between our goal and trying or finding the balance between specificity and flexibility, which is what I want to talk to you about today. So I've had a couple of ideas or concepts flying around my mind, uh, also in my notebook. I ran out of post-it notes, so I popped them in my notebook. And these two ideas were specificity creates confidence flexibility creates sustainability. And that's what we're going to talk about today. So you know me, 
you know me and words and ideas. I like to look at the root of the word. Uh, What does it mean? So specificity, state or quality of being specific, precise regarding a definite subject in accord with what is determined. Flexibility, pliant, yielding, that may be bent, pliant, flexible, yielding. So we have this desire to feel a certain way or look a certain way. And we've been trying to get there. Uh, And I want to celebrate that. I want to celebrate you. I want to celebrate all of the women that are you know, playing the game, that are trying, that are holding on to that desire. But I also want to throw this idea out to you that are you over-desiring and over-trying? Are you clear on when you need to be, uh, when you need to harness specificity and when you need to harness flexibility? And I think there's a sweet spot. I've been talking a lot about sweet spots uh, <laughs> uh, in the, the last few podcast episodes. But, you know, I'm, I'm the girl that likes to play in the middle. Yeah, the game, the new game especially, is in the middle. And we don't want to get stuck on this pendulum or we don't want to get stuck in this over-desire and over-trying. We also don't want to get stuck... Uh, being too specific, too rigid, uh, or being too flexible uh, and too fluid. So when I had Leela come and be a guest presenter last year, the theme for our end of year event inside of Warrior School was building powerful relationships. So I wanted Leela Lutz to come and speak about how we build a powerful relationship with food uh, and tracking. And there was something that she said in there that just blew my damn mind and it blew all of the warriors' minds that uh, were, were in the live event. And that was that energy gives us power, power in presence, power to train, so much power. And the way that we get energy is balancing these two things or ideas or Uh, ways of doing things so one is that we need the structure the organization we need that masculine energy the second is that we need the feminine energy the mother energy we need uh, to be dynamic and fluid and pliable and flexible and the work is in knowing which one you need so when to use them Uh, and or how to use both like the sweet spot between them so what I've seen is that a lot of us struggle we're either too rigid too structured too organized too I don't even want to say is there such a thing as too organized (laughs) Um, basically we play into this uh, father energy or the masculine energy where We've got rules and we've got to follow the rules or we've got to follow the thing exactly. And if we don't, then we're not doing it right and we're failing. Uh, And then we've got the other side, which is 
we've got this idea of like the feminine energy and it's quite a big thing right now, quite a trend, kind of came in with the self-love, self-acceptance, self-care trend that came about a few years ago. And that's is like, you know, just go with the flow and be kind and love yourself and be dynamic and fluid and no rules or structure. Just listen to your body. Uh, And neither one are good or bad. We need both. Uh, We need both of the mother and the father we need structure and organization and boundaries but we also need to learn how to be dynamic and fluid so there's a sweet spot so I also like to think about it in the way of specificity creates confidence and flexibility creates sustainability so the problem that I see with social media and that's where a lot of the women that I work with they spend a lot of time (laughs) I don't know about you listening, but social media, the gram, even TikTok. I have quite a few women that I work with that love the TikTok. Uh, And we love to consume as a society, as a culture. uh, We're very big on the consumption. Consumption isn't necessarily a bad thing. And I've spoken about it before on the podcast, But when we're consuming health and fitness information, when we're on this social media, the problem is, is that it lacks specificity. It is ambiguous. It has vagueness about it. Even though, yes, they're saying, hey, do these three things or eat this thing or try this way of exercising or here's a tip. Yes, they might be specific with the information that they're delivering to you about a particular thing, but we don't know if it's right or relevant for us. And we also don't know how to put it all together. And so there, and there's a lot coming at us. So there is a lot of information coming in and yes, it might be specific with telling us to do a certain thing but the vagueness or the ambiguity that gets created the confusion and uncertainty is because the mind really wants to know like okay well how do I know what's right or relevant for me right now like and how do I put it all together all of this information when your plan is specific to you it creates confidence It creates this certainty and this sureness. When we create more specificity in our plans or our systems or our strategies in our day, that creates confidence. The reason why uh, following a program or following a plan works so well or can work well, it depends on the program uh, and the nutrition plan and who's leading you through it, uh, there are a lot of um, terrible coaches and trainers out there. There are a lot of terrible uh, training programs and nutrition plans out there. So depending on the quality of the information or the plan, but the reason why we're so attracted to uh, social media or plans or programs or diets is because it's very specific 
and specificity creates confidence in us because then we don't feel ambiguous. We don't have vagueness. We have clear direction. Do this exercise, you know, train this many times a week. Uh, progress your lifting this way. Eat this food. It's also why we can't just say, I need to go to bed earlier or I need to sleep more or I need to eat more food. That, uh, that intention or that goal is not specific enough. And so we've got to, it's kind of like the old school goal setting, smart. I think the first S is for specific. I'm pretty sure. I can't remember, but I'm pretty sure it's specific. That's why we can't just say, I want to sleep more. We've actually got to create a plan or a strategy with specific projects or goals in there. The way I like to think about it, imagine a square, uh, kind of like a box, and we have to put things in that box uh, and those, we're really just creating constraints. So constraints also create clarity. When we put constraints on ourselves or a particular behavior or habit or projects, that can really help us get clear. It also saves energy. Uh, it's often very specific, which creates confidence in us being actually able to do the thing or the behavior because we've got a clear strategy and we've got constraints that so we're very clear so the more specific we are especially at the start of our journey the more confident we feel the other way I like to think about it is when it comes to the movement uh, culture world or the movement world there's this idea of a generalist so someone who is you know good at all things or lots of things their their practice is just generalized so they do a bit of everything and then you have a specialist and that specialist specializes in a particular type of training so for an example a specialist could be a hand balancer so someone who's very good at handstands or I was a specialist in Olympic lifting and Olympic weightlifting uh, and sometimes we need time specializing in a particular thing that doesn't mean that we always have to be the specialist or have specificity uh, or a hyper focus in a particular area but we might need to do that we might need more specificity more structure more rigidity more organization more constraints more boundaries uh, in a particular area in order for us to create confidence and progress in that area. That doesn't mean that we can't come back into this generalist approach, which tends to have a little bit more flexibility. Uh, it's a bit more fluid and dynamic. But that's also another cool way to think about it is that, yes, as humans, we want to be generalists. We want to have this, you know, nice balance between knowing when to turn on specificity or more structure, rigidity, organization in a particular area when we want to work towards something and then knowing when to release that off a little bit and allow ourselves more flexibility to be more fluid and dynamic. Uh, 
And I've done this a lot in lots of areas of my life. So I think of the business and starting the business and starting the podcast. You know, at the start, uh, the idea of starting a podcast, you know, that's a that's a huge goal. And this was four years ago uh, when podcasts were around, but they really started to kind of amp up uh, and become really popular maybe around that time. And so I had no idea what I was doing, but John helped me create specificity, which created confidence. And this is what I've done in the business with Warrior School. And this has been three years, uh, I th- really three years, Warrior School turns three in a couple of days time. And I've had to get clearer and clearer and clearer on who's it for, what's it for, like what you know, what is Warrior School? What's the mission? Who is it for? Who do I serve? When I jump on the podcast, what's it for? Who's it for? What are the specific topics that I'm going to talk about? Uh, specificity helps me create confidence in my podcast and in my business. But I had to put the time in and I had to do trial and error and fail and figure out and we just need the time to allow us to to become more specific or to learn uh, the areas that need more specificity for us to create more confidence that will then have or allow us to have greater success in what we want to do. I've also had it with my training. So there's been times where I've had a lot of specificity within my training, whether that's coming back or dealing with an injury and rehabbing an injury. You know, when we have pain or an injury, our training needs to be very specific. And this is why a lot of us can get stuck for a really long time with the same chronic pain or the same injury is because there's a generalist approach that's been taken and we still just keep trying to train. And the the system or the approach lacks the specificity needed to fix the problem. It's the same with our nutrition. You know, we need to be specific within the the goal of having more energy or eating more food. And so, for example, with my women, I often start with that first meal in the day and we get very specific on how we start the day and what that meal is, uh, what what's the composition of the meal, what helps us feel the best to start our day specificity in that creates confidence that we know that you know these three things work really well for us how do we know because we created the plan or the system or the strategy uh, for that breakfast or that first meal then we trialed it we tried it and we uh, paid attention and we took our data and we really asked ourselves does this work for me or not the specificity of that creates the confidence that, okay, this is what I eat in the morning because I've tried it and I know I feel really good on it. So I want you to think about how can you create more specificity within your day, within your habits, within your behaviors, get really specific when you can get really specific, especially if it's a thing that you've been trying to work on or achieve for a really long time, 
you might need more specificity. You might need more masculine father energy. You might need to be more structured or rigid. You might need more constraints. Uh, Your approach might be just too airy-fairy, fluid, dynamic. I was having a conversation with a warrior last night uh, that I just mentioned before and, you know, she's she's trained for a really long time and then she was drawn to me because of the technicality uh, of the the movements that I can do and she really wanted to learn the skills and we were just getting her started in her training and so there wasn't a lot of that in there at the beginning there was more you know just making sure her foundation was really strong building up some some basic movements but it wasn't stroking her the right way it wasn't igniting her fire and her excitement it wasn't turning her on so we actually just changed the whole entire system and strategy and i think that's you know that's a really important it was such great awareness for from her to really sit in to be like, no, I think I need more specificity. Uh, and so my idea for her was, okay, if we want to stroke you the right way, if we want this idea of novelty and ambition and to be turned on with the training, we've got to we've got to focus on specificity. We've got to focus on particular skills. We can't just say, okay, we're going to go and train. And this is the really cool thing. Uh, If you have a really strong foundation, even if you don't, building a foundation can be very specific. But the cool thing is, is once you've built your foundation, uh, it opens up flexibility and Uh, performance and it allows us to do some really cool stuff in the training side that we just can't do yet if we don't have a strong enough foundation so this warrior has a really strong foundation which means that we you know we just change the whole approach and I said to her okay well for you to uh, be turned on by your training it needs to be very specific on particular skills so we're going to focus on your pull-up, so the pull-up or the chin-up or the pulling work and pulling can be, you know, it doesn't just have to be pull-ups or chin-ups. We can do a variety of different kinds of pulling in different grips and on bars and on rings. We could do, you know, lots of different rows uh, on on the rings, contralateral, ipsilateral, you know, we can do all of these amazing, really cool movements, these mad skills with our own body, but we need to be specific on what we're actually focusing on. So for her, it was her pulling strength, her pushing strength, which means we get to develop out all of these different types of like pushing movements or push up movements with her own body. Uh, And then it was uh, focusing on, you know, heavy lifting so squats and heavy pulling off the ground and that specificity created more confidence for her in her training and in our plan together and I think that's what can help a lot of you if you're out there and you're just feeling a bit blah in your training a bit unmotivated a bit lost not turned on by it the more specific you can be Uh, the more confidence that's going to create. So what is a particular skill that you would really love to develop? Go, like go and really focus on that. 
make your practice really specific because it will feed your this 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 craving for novelty and ambition and it will feed your confidence you'll be able to see progress this is why I created the conquer your first strict pull-up course is because just by adding that into your training that can ignite this you know this confidence this ambition this it strokes you the right way because then you have this like sense of purpose that of course you're training you know for health and longevity and to feel strong and feel better but sometimes we need the novelty we need the specificity uh, and doing something like that can really help so I highly recommend that you go and purchase my conquer your first strict uh, chin up pull up course because that can create that is specific, which can create more confidence in your training. But what about when things don't go to plan? So what if we create a system or a plan or a strategy and we're following it along, it's quite specific, but then something comes up. So I talk a lot about having the skill and confidence to adapt and modify your plans and your strategies and your systems based on your body, you know, what's going on in your body and your life. Really, it's about creating flexibility within your systems. Uh, It's about being fluid and dynamic and adaptable and knowing when to create flexibility within your systems, knowing when to adapt uh, and modify the plan or the strategy. The earlier you are in your journey or the further away from your goals, the less space for flexibility. Note, I didn't say adaptability. We always want to develop the skill of learning to understand our body, read our body, be able to adapt and modify the plan and the strategy so we can keep going. The whole idea is for us to keep showing up and keep moving forward. But the earlier you are in your journey, the further away from your goal you are. The further away from your desire, the less space you have for flexibility. You actually need more structure. You need more specificity. The closer you are to your goals, the more space you have for flexibility. So I talk about this a lot in the in a reference to building a strong foundation, or maybe you've heard of like this the the, the idea of metabolic flexibility. You know, metabolic flexibility is the ability to respond or adapt to conditional changes in metabolic demand. So it's really all about how the body uses different fuels or can switch from different fuel sources. But the the thing I love about that is the ability to respond or adapt to conditional changes. So being flexible is having the ability to respond or adapt to different changes that are happening in the body or happening in our life. And so the deeper you get into your training journey, the more capacity you have to um, tolerate stress, the more bandwidth you've created, uh, You've created more robustness. You've got this strong foundation. You've got this strong metabolism, which, yes, you've got this metabolic flexibility. You're more resilient and tolerant to stress. And so all of this allows for more flexibility. You can 
do things and it's not going to knock you off kilter as easily as someone who is trying to build their foundation. They just have less wiggle room until they build some more safety and stability in their body, until they, you know, have been uh, doing a strength training practice for a year and have a good foundation then we we get more flexibility the the deeper we go, which is really, really cool and really, really important because flexibility creates sustainability. We want to do this for the rest of our lives. We're in it for the long way. And so we can't just have specificity, rigidity, um, constraints. You know, we can't just follow the plan or the program perfectly. Uh, we need flexibility. We need adaptability. We need to be pliable and dynamic and fluid sometimes in our plans and our systems and our strategies. That is going to allow us to sustain the practice. So the key takeaways, balance, this sweet spot is the queen. She is the queen, but You need to know where you are. So where are you? Are you early in your journey? Have you started to build your, have you started to build your foundation or not? And you need to know where you want to be as well. So what do you desire? So that's really important. What's the vision? What's the desire? And then we're in this middle space of, okay, the trying. Now, maybe before when I was trying, I didn't have this balance quite right, or I didn't know when to harness one over the other. So the goal is to learn, okay, I want to find the sweet spot. I'm going to play in the middle and I need specificity. So where can I be more specific? What areas Uh, what habits, what behaviors, what practices, and then also where do I need to be more flexible? Maybe I wasn't flexible or dynamic before, and so I kept on trying to do the same thing over and over and over, and it wasn't working, and then I got burnt out. So you got stuck in the over-desire and the over-trying. So the the, the first one is the balance is queen. Queen B, Queen B is Queen Balance, the sweet spot. Know where you are right now. If you are further along in your journey, you can be more flexible. Okay, there is more space for flexibility in what you're eating, in your training, in some habits, behaviors, and practices. Uh, The the further the way you are, you just have less space for flexibility. We're going to lean into specificity a little bit more uh, to help you build that foundation, at least to lay the concrete down and to get up the framework. Uh, And then the second one is flexibility allows for sustainability. Okay, so you need to know when you need to be a little bit more rigid or a little bit more constrained. And then you know when you need to be a little bit more flexible. So there will be times through the year or through your training when your routines might seem a little bit like rigid and robotic. uh, And other times you'll need to be more free and more playful. And I found that really hard. After I came out of Olympic weightlifting for five or so years, I was was a robot. (laughs) I was this machine who 
followed the plan, who had to follow the plan exactly, trained twice a day, three or four hours a day, you know, didn't miss a day or couldn't miss a day, pushed. And it was robotic and mechanical and forced. And I've spoken a lot about my journey before. My, uh, you know, it was, it strained my relationships, my relationship with my coach. I, I developed a very negative attachment to to training, to, you know, my self-worth, it was based on the bar and how well I could follow the routine, how perfect it was all, you know, how, how perfect I could do it all. And then once I left Olympic weightlifting, and I guess one of the biggest lessons my coach taught me uh, was that we need to be able to adapt and modify the plan and the strategy. We need times where we're more flexible, we're more dynamic, we're more fluid, we're more of a generalist. We need to be more free and more playful with our, you know, our training and our life because that is going to feed sustainability. It's this whole idea or concept of balancing, you know, I've spoken a lot about Esther Perel's work and what we crave in our long-term committed relationships is safety and stability, uh, predictability, connection, but we also crave novelty and playfulness and desire. Uh, and it's the same. this is the same when it comes to this. It's okay. We do actually crave this, you know, this is why we love diets or we love following programs because we crave the specificity. We crave to be told what to do. But what happens is that we don't know then when to bring flexibility into that system or that plan or that strategy. And so then it's we get burnt out and we, we cycle through this over desire, over trying, and it's not sustainable. Okay. That's it. That's it, Warrior. Uh, I wish you a great week in training. Have a great week in training. May you find your sweet spot between specificity and flexibility. (laughs) Okay. Bye for now. Warrior Woman, thanks so much for listening to this episode. If you haven't, please give the podcast some love by subscribing now. And if you enjoyed this episode, please rate it and share it with another warrior woman. Also, if you want to go crazy, I'd love if you wrote a review for the Warrior School podcast. And also share and tag me with your biggest takeaways for the episode on the gram. Okay, warrior woman, have a great week in training. Bye for now.